Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. No, dude, we're good. You positive? Yeah, I like that. You like me? Am I good? Am I yeah. good to go over there? Yeah, you're golden. You're All recording, right. too. Don't look in the lights, man. I know. Gotta look down. Go blinded. Seriously. Testing. Don't mind. Don't mind me if I'm squirt. Not squirting. Squinting. Jesus Christ! Not even drunk yet. Oh my God. People are gonna start thinking that these are all scripted. (laughs) I know. (laughs) And they're like, no, it's I'm shittering. Yeah, Mike's literally dumb. I'm not doing it. We're not doing it. We're not doing it. We're not doing it. All right, ready? This is gonna be a long one. Well, welcome back to another episode of the Buffalo Happy Hour. Mike, can you see me? Not, I mean, kind of. <laughs> I left work and I had to get my eyes tested uh, five years ago in May. So May 2015, I got LASIK done. So every year I go for my checkup where they basically test your eyes to make sure you're good so that if you have to have any adjustments later down in your life, you're able to. So it was my annual checkup, and uh, they dilated my pupils. And because we want that again, yeah. So it's either they dropped something in my eye that was a liquid, or I had a ton of mushrooms before I came here. But they, uh, this kind of sucks, man. (laughs) Goodness. So they basically test the pressure in your eye. They they look all around your eye. Put your head lower. They uh, blocks the sun. Yeah, we're. We're right, we're here. We we're out here. Um, then they they make you stare at a hot air balloon, and then they basically just like do some autofocusing things. Uh, and then once they're done testing your cornea depth to make sure that if they have to rezap your eyes with a laser, you're able to. Your eye can actually take it. Then they numb your eye with numbing drops, and then they dilate your eye, uh, your pupils. So they give you two two more drops after the initial sets of drops. You sit there for like 20 minutes and bake, and then they walk in, and then the doctor does all these other light tests to make sure your eyes are good to go. What was your vision before you got LASIK? Do you remember like your 20, 2020 or something like that? Well, 2020 is perfect, yeah. so I definitely was not that before LASIK. Uh, I don't remember what the actual numbers were, like 8120 or something obnoxious, but really? I, my prescription was like 3.75 and 3.5 or 3.65. It was terrible. I don't know what any of that means. Um, it, 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 it's, uh, I have 20-20. There's so many things going on in my mouth right now that I can't speak. It's your prescription. So your prescription is a number and a decimal, yeah. and then it basically the higher the number, the worse your eyes are. So I was at a yeah a 3.75 in one eye, and then I'm fairly certain it was like a 3.5 or a 3.6 in the other eye. And then now I'm 2015. Fi- now. Oh, really? Yeah. So better than perfect. Yeah. What does that even mean? Like, is that just your, because people rate, or your eyes are rated on like a close and distance, right? Yeah. Like you can have glasses and contacts that are better for farsighted and nearsighted. Correct. So what do the 2020 mean? Obviously one's each eye, but like, is it the lower 
the number is, the better you can see close. Correct. That wouldn't make sense, though. Distance. The sh- the smaller than the lower the number, the better your vision is distance wise. So what about if people, I understand that correctly? So what about people that have can't see near? Then they're far sighted. So then they have really good vision, long but not close. I was near sighted, so I had really good vision up close, but I had really bad vision as I looked down the road. So, which I feel is most common. Yeah. I think more people are near sighted than far sighted, but. LASIK literally changed my life. So you, what were you doing before? Contacts and glasses and stuff, or did you just do glasses? I got glasses in third grade. And really? Then, third grade? Oh, yeah. Dude, I was blind as a bat. And then i just walk into walls. Things were fine. <laughs> and then uh, once I started playing football, I switched into contacts. But after, I think, like two years of playing football, I think, yeah, it was two years into playing football, I actually got contacts. And that actually changed my whole life because then I was able to do a ton of other mm-hmm. stuff. Um, it helped in the army. And then when I got LASIK in 2015, it was, I felt so awesome, dude. Cause you could wear sunglasses and not have any issues with like, do I put my sunglasses over my glasses or what if I fall asleep with contacts in and they are literally suction cup to my eye and I got to peel them off. It's yeah, terrible. Like that sounds like such a bad time. Oh yeah. It's the worst. And then if you go somewhere, you got to pack it, you know, you got to make sure you pack your saline solution and enough contacts in case something does happen. You always got to bring your spare glasses in case you bend them because you ran into a tree like I always used to do. <laughs> Isn't there, like, something with astigmatism and stuff, too, where sometimes your eyes can lit- just start crying out of nowhere? Is that what astigmatism is? I have zero idea what I'm talking about. The, yeah, there's a ton of stuff that can happen to your eye, and then all of that can dictate if you can get LASIK and or PRK. Mm. But that's what the free consultation is for. They, they basically take it an in-depth look at your eye and then determine what's best for you so it's a good time when i was back when i was doing like lawn care and stuff i'm pretty sure i was weed whacking and a rock and a rock came in and just nailed my eye so like every time i look like if i'm scanning a room i could see like this line follow where my eye is going because i'm pretty sure i damaged my eye but that's nothing that like lasik can fix so i'm just screwed just whatever i'll die at a young age we're good I mean, it might be worth getting checked out. Yeah. Well, anyways. You never know, man. You never know. So I'm just going to live with it, and we're going to see how it goes. Perfect. But LASIK, so th- that's why your eyes are a little dilated. You didn't just do a ton of coke before you came in here. Correct. Yeah, so these lights that we bought because we want to have a nice professional setup is not my best friend right now. Which they've came in clutch the past couple days. So why are we recording on a Thursday, Mike? We are recording thurs- on a Thursday night instead of a Monday night because of our interviews during the week and then also the bachelor weekend uh, for me that we both went to. That was a riot. Uh, but, yeah, we had a lot of interviews all over the place. Mm-hmm. There's no radius. There's no – you would think, you know, with our logo, we'll keep it around the 716 or the Glencairn glasses. No, we're, like, past the outer rings of our own logo linking up with people saying hey how you hi uh, you know how you doing how, how you are doing? you what's going on how you doing so a nice two hour ride one way is uh Which wasn't even our longest it that's that's my point not even our longest yeah. we're literally just sending it like, oh, you want to be on the podcast I wish, we'll just come we'll come we'll be there <laughs> what time 9 a.m so the reason behind this is, and this is what we're drinking today. So we took a drive out to the Finger Lakes area, which um, Hollowhorn Distilling is located on the base of the Canandaigua Lake. And we were referred to them during our discussion with Jason Barrett from Black Button Distilling. So during that discussion with Jason Barrett, he outlined this 
newer type of whiskey that's coming down. It's going to be really hot in a couple of years. And Hollerhorn Distilling, Carl, who owns it, is basically taking that by storm and focusing his entire distillery on making the American single malt. If you're a Scotch fan, you might already know what that is. But basically, American single malt is the American version of Scotch. You can't call it Scotch unless it's made in Scotland. So this American single malt is just made with barley, water, and um, peat. Peat, yeah. He's, they use peat to dry out the barley and everything like that. So he he's making American single malt, and he's going to basically have his whole distillery made to make this, which we talked about during the interview that's coming out. So ch- check out that interview because it's going to be a great time. Um, but in the meantime, while they're making the American single malt, as our listeners know and as people in the whiskey world know, the you can't start a distillery and then come out with a whiskey product right away because when you're doing that, the whiskey has to sit. And, yes, you can always make a unaged whiskey, but that's not fun. So what they ended up making was this, which he calls a maple distillate. And this is really, like, the only thing that's – only one of them that's made, like, ever. People are starting to catch on now. But this is a relatively new thing that hasn't really been made before. And this is just a distilled spirit made from maple syrup or sap from trees. And that's what we're going to be drinking today. This specific one is called Sapling. And it says right on the bottle, spirits distilled from Finger Lakes maple syrup. Uh, Hollowhorn distilling on the top. And the back of it, uh, we can touch on during the whiskey, the label and branding section. Yes. So that's what we're going to be sipping today. During the mic check, you heard the beep go off, but we're not counting that because it did not start yet. Yeah. So one of our uh, one of our mega fans, who we'll give a shout out to, Feral. I swear in all things holy, if you put first beep <laughs> negative .05, which now you probably will anyways, it doesn't count. So put your YouTube comment when the first beep really shows up. God, I love it. That's sweet. But there was someone else that did it too on a different episode. Really? Yeah. It's catching on, man. We're going to make a shirt in the future that says first beep. Yeah, hashtag first beep. So I actually <laughs> updated our hashtag. So oh, yeah. first beep is now in every post moving forward. Love it. Yeah. Love it. So thanks, Farrell. So, yeah, we've done a lot, and that's why we're recording on a Thursday rather than a Monday. Because to start the week off, we were camping in the woods. Tell them about it, man. How, how was your bachelor weekend? Did you have fun? Had a blast. Didn't sleep. We'll get to that, uh, but yeah. So essentially, the the Rona impacted our wedding twice. So we postponed it twice, and then said, "Screw it, let's still get married." So this is going to be the last time I'm on camera without a ring. And essentially, we picked a Sunday, uh, made it work. We're doing a intimate. Very, very small ceremony to officially get married this summer uh, like we were supposed to. And then because of that, we didn't change the bachelor weekend from my standpoint. So her bachelorette changed uh, a little bit, but not too much. So a bunch of us went into the woods. We got two cabins right outside of Allegheny State Park. Uh, so shout out to Allegheny because it's local for everybody in a six-mile radius. And basically hung out in the woods made a fire with lighter fluid and then continuously used lighter fluid (laughs) for the entire weekend (laughs) for the entire weekend and all of us brought enough food for like five people 
and there was six of us total. So we had food for like 30 people. And I'm not, I'm not kidding. Like one guy brought 10 pounds of chicken wings. I brought 10 and a quarter pounds of ribs. Uh, we also brought multiple pounds of bacon, mm-hmm. multiple hot dogs, burgers, hot dogs, burgers, Italian sausage, yeah. pizza logs, mozzarella sticks. Uh, by the case, because there's a store local to us. Hashtag not a sponsor. Hashtag please kind of be a sponsor, I but mean, don't because sure. we don't need that much. But Restaurant Depot is a local you restaurant. You don't have to be a sponsor. Just let us come in, really. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> so Restaurant Depot is is essentially where a restaurant owner would go for his food. So everything's case quantity. No, like you don't just go in and buy three hot dogs. You buy like the largest pack possible of Salem hot dogs. So naturally I go in there. Uh, due to the Rona, the Restaurant Depot opened it up to normal everyday people that aren't restaurant owners because they have such a surplus of food since restaurants are closed in the area that they're like, hey, don't let this go to waste. We'll just bring people in. Everybody can buy what they want. So that's what we did. So I went to Restaurant Depot and grabbed a case of mozzarella sticks, a case of pizza logs, a lot of orange juice that I still have yet to drink, barbecue sauce by the gallon, Chevetta's chicken, uh, marinade, the ribs, and then you showed up with cheese, crackers, uh, chips, chips, salsa, salsas, dips, all that stuff, dips, yeah. And then everybody corn else, on the brought, cob. yeah, corn on the cob. Other, I mean, okay, you get it. There was way too much food, <laughs> way too much food. So we sat there over the weekend, started a fire as soon as I got there, um, started drinking whiskey, had a cigar, sat down. People started showing up. Naturally, I was the first one there because I can't understand being like on time for anything. So, oh, we know. Yeah, and then I I did decent today though. And then everybody showed up and they're like, "Well, are you hungry?" I'm like, "Well, I why not? Might as well get started. Why not?" So we ended up having rib Italian sausage bacon sandwiches. Uh, We had chicken wings which gave everybody the meat sweats yeah everybody had the meat sweats and they were just walking around open mouth like mouth breathing because we're in so much pain from the amount of food then we played like 70 games of can jam took a hike uh avoided poison ivy luckily luckily as soon as i stepped during that hike so as all of our listeners know too mike had poison ivy not too long ago and I keep thinking to myself, why does this kid get poison? I've never had poison ivy in my entire life. We found out it's because I'm not nearly as adventurous as you are. So as we're going on this hike, you know, I'm used to these, yeah, let's walk on this paved road up this hill. And then we're walking on the street and they're like, yeah, we're going to climb this hill here. I'm like, awesome. Mind you, I am the only nerd in a herd of alpha army people. So I'm like, yeah, sure, I can tag along, I guess. So we're walking around the street. And then all of a sudden, it's like, all right, we're going to cut through this person's backyard and go up this hill that's unmarked. I'm like, sick. So as soon as we go past the first part of it, we get to a little tiny creek and immediately see poison ivy. Yeah, I mean, it was we were literally at the edge of that person's backyard, and then the like the mountain started, and we're like, all right, we'll we'll break the initial brush line. Did that, and then within six feet. There was just swarms of poison ivy along the creek. And we're like, why? That's fine. No problem. So I wonder why. Now I know why Mike gets poison ivy is because he goes places that you're not really supposed to go. <laughs> like there should be <laughs> there should be a path to get you from point A to point B. Now with this kid. No. He's like, let's take the hardest way up the mountain possible. And I learned a word. Forgot it already. But where the water runs off. What is it called? It was a draw. Draw. Right. So those are easy to hike up. 
Did you think that we did it? No, because army guys over here, that's where people can sit and shoot you as you're walking up. It's like, all right, we're in Allegheny right now. We're fine. <laughs> Jesus. Cheers, man. Cheers to the first beep. Hashtag first beep. Feral. Time date mark stamp. Thank you. <laughs> I looked into the lights. Not good. But yeah, so... Uh, so yeah, so we hiked. Then we played more can jam. Then we had another fire. Then we set up our hammocks. And as we were setting up our hammocks, I decided to set up a tarp over my hammock just in case there was rain. There ended up not being any rain. And while I did that, I stepped on a hive of ground bees and got stung four times. So that was fun. Uh, I thought it was a fly at first, and I was like, ah, that sucks. Like, I just got bit by a fly. So I looked down, and then I saw a bee, like, looking at me. And then I watched him just sink sink his ass into my skin, and I'm like, oh, my God. So I, like, smacked him. watch it in slow motion. I was not happy. Then then I felt it on my other side, and I'm like, what is, where are these things? And then I run away, because I'm like, maybe it's my shirt. And then that's what one of the other guys said. He's like, you're wearing an orange shirt in the woods. I'm like, I don't, it could be, but I don't think so. And then I get down to the hill. Kind of, yeah. They're attracted to, like, bright colors. Then I run away, and I literally run downhill, (laughs) get to the bottom, take off my shirt, look for stingers. Didn't see any, luckily. It itched so bad. And they're, dude, their venom itches, like, mad. So I'm, like, scratching around it. Like, ooh. And it it was terrible, too, because, like, around... (laughs) My thumbs actually swelled up the the next day. So uh, if you ever get stung, essentially what happens is there's the actual point of impact with their stinger, and then the area around it kind of itches. But then as you itch it, you feel the the collection of mass around the bee sting. And it's like this island of just rock under your skin, and you don't know what it is. It's so weird. So I'm like scratching around that. It was just terrible. So then I, I said, screw the tarp. We're not going to do that. Finally get you to agree to sleep in the woods. Yeah. So again, being the beta in a group of alphas that I am, Mike is like, you know what? I know that we have great cabins that we paid for that are sheltered. We're Derek, fully furnished. I got an Literally idea, Literally fully furnished. I got an idea, Derek. Let's sleep in the woods. I'm like, <laughs> nailed it. So this kid comes with friggin' sharper image hammock that comes with a like a uh, framed out sleeping area that you didn't you weren't like you weren't in angles that you shouldn't have been in like I was. So we set up your hammock which was it was a very beautiful hammock. It had poles <laughs> poles from for the feet and for the head that kept him like straight. And I was I'm, sleeping on my side. Yeah, and I'm sleeping like I'm in a banana peel. My <laughs> knees are touching my nose and I'm like this is not comfortable. Also, mind you, I was a loser and did not bring a sweatshirt. So it was also 50 degrees that night. So I brought the, I brought the comforter from the sheltered cabin that we deserted to bring it up to the mountain for us to sleep in. So anyway, luckily my uh, banana peel had a mosquito net. So I didn't have to worry about mosquitoes, which was great. The other person did not, which sucked. Brian, I, I'm sure you got bitten up like crazy. But anyway, so we're sleeping there. And uh, my back is frozen to my hammock, <laughs> uh, which is fine. Um, and then as we're sleeping, the night's going on. We probably went to bed like around 12. I woke up at 3 o'clock to this insane bird something sound. Did not know what it was. I, like, everything started going through my mind at that point. I'm like, one, I'm in the woods. Shouldn't be here. Don't know how I got here. Two, this sound kind of sounds like a bird. We're also kind of in private property, so I don't know if this is some dude making a bird call that he's a hunter and he's going to shoot us in the hammock because he thinks that we're something else. Everything was running through my mind. 
So I'm like, yo, Mike, psst, yo, Mike, wake up. <laughs> and I felt terrible for like the last, the next hour after that. I'm like, I broke his sleep, whatever. But anyway, so I woke up because of that. And then I hear deliberate walking or like on the hill that we were at. Yeah. So I'm like, dude, something's going on here. I don't know what this is. This seems too big to be like a squirrel because all of the the branches are breaking. Like every step that you can hear was cracking branches. And I'm like, ah, I just I just don't feel comfortable. Plus, I got in like 15 minutes of sleep because I'm sleeping in a banana peel. Uh, so I'm like, Mike, wake up. Like, what's going on here? And you're like, I don't know, man. That's crazy. And then I was like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm going inside. So I packed it up at like 3 o'clock in the morning, started running down this 90-degree <laughs> hill, uh, going inside to go to sleep. <clears throat> then you can take it from there because you're the one that experienced it after that. Yeah. So there was a strange UFO sound shooting through the woods. You deserted us, and I'm like, why did why did he leave? Like, I don't I don't know. Maybe it's just an animal, but they're not. They're more afraid of us than we are of them. Like we're we should be good. And then all of a sudden, I fall back asleep. Oh, yeah, you told me to shine my light too. First of all, and oh, that's yeah. when we heard something else. Yeah. So I asked you to shine your light. Did you? Yeah. So when you did, then the thing took off. Right. Okay. So we spooked whatever it was. I'm 99% it was a bear. Yeah. And you heard its footfall run away and break everything in its path. (laughs) So I'm like, okay, like that was a large animal because there's no way that was a human at three o'clock in the morning. That it doesn't make sense. We've literally been grilling all the meats. (laughs) For the last 36 hours, like, it just can't, it can't be. So we're like, all right, it's probably a bear. So Derek leaves, feels like a beta. I tell him it's going to be okay. Don't worry. We'll have another shot. I'm I'm sorry, Dad. I disappointed you. So I fall back asleep, laying on my side in my perfect hammock with my mosquito net and the bougie setup. It was incredible. Yeah, the George Foreman grill ready to go off at 7 o'clock in the morning with the bacon. (laughs) Yeah. Everything. So all of a sudden at 4.15, I wake back up because the footfall was directly behind my head. And because I'm in a hammock, I can't just roll over and look like I would if I was just in my bivy sack and laying on the ground. So I wake up Brian, and I'm like, hey, are you awake? And he goes, oh, yeah. I'm like, what do you think that is, man? And we're both just, like, super calm. This thing's probably, like, 50 meters away. And he goes, that's got to be a bear, dude. Like, that – and I think that that's a bird, come, like, cutting through the trees. I'm like, what bird? Like, granted, him and I went through Australia together, and, like, we've heard some very strange bird noises yeah. where birds sound like monkeys in Australia. I bet the cheek to walk. I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah, but we're like, this, this is a little different. It literally sounds like something Joe Rogan would talk about for 40 minutes. <laughs> so, all of a sudden, I keep hearing – all everything on the ground the leaves all the twigs the small branches just start breaking and i'm like all right like this there's something here so then brian's like all right let's just go inside i'm like all right sounds good so we just nonchalant get out of our hammocks when this thing's like right there (laughs) grab our grab our uh our sleeping stuff out of our hammocks zip our hammocks up so that they're not full of mosquitoes in the morning and then walk down to the cabins and then fall asleep and i'm like i wonder what that was and then i wake up I wake up in the morning and come outside, and it, it was like you literally didn't sleep. Like, you you were already up. The coffee was already made. Oh, yeah. There was a fire already set. You were already getting firewood. And I look at you, and you're like, where, 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 where'd you come from? Where, did you sleep? Did you sleep in the cabin, Mike? 
and you literally looked like SpongeBob when he found out that Squidward likes Krabby Patties. <laughs> and I started laughing. I'm like, yeah, at about 4.15, 4.30, we turned it in because we didn't know what it was, and we just we weren't going to risk it. And then you're like, well, all right, good, because I let me tell you something. I felt like the biggest beta <laughs> for, like, waking you up and going inside. I'm like, dude, it's not that big of a deal. So then we were laughing about it, and you were like, shook because you had no idea what it was we still don't know what that thing is but it it had to be a bear after like yeah i thought that it was at first but i wasn't gonna throw something out there and you're like dude that's easily a raccoon can you stop being such a loser yeah but they're not that like well i know that they're way too light on their feet sure yeah yeah but i didn't want to throw that out there and then you and brian think that i'm just like this idiot that has never been outdoors (laughs) before in my life like yeah Derek, that's a branch that fell that's not a bear you idiot so as soon as like the morning came, I was looking for you guys up there because it was like nine o'clock and I know you, you wake up mad early. Yeah. So I'm like, this is so weird for Mike not to be up there. He probably died from this bear. Cause I still thought that you were up, up there and I look up and I don't see anything in the hammock. I'm like, what the hell, man, what's going on? Uh, it was a good time. And then you come out of the cabin and then we, we obviously talked for like the next 50 minutes about how it was probably a bear. Uh, but yeah, so I'm never sleeping outside in a hammock ever again. Uh, but it was it was a good time while it lasted. It was a really yes, good three hours. It was a very good three hours. Would you stop? <laughs> we're gonna be, we're gonna f- figure out a way when we're not broke to go on a vacation to the Caribbean, and we're gonna no. chill out in a hammock in the Caribbean. Well, and that's the thing too is our our cabin was it was beautiful. It was a beautiful area, but there weren't any trees near our fire pit. If we had trees near our fire, I would have totally slept outside that whole night. But we were not kidding. It was a 45-degree incline going up this hill. And we have our hammock strung across trees, whereas if my $20 Amazon hammock snapped, I would barrel roll down the hill and probably impale myself with some sort of branch. So this was not like the ideal camping position. Let me tell everybody that right now. It was amazing. It's not like we were right outside the cabin. No, we were like a couple paces up a hill where we shouldn't have been. There's barbed wire places and everything. All right, I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> Never again. Just kidding. We'll probably do it again. But we've, we've talked about wanting to do this like every year because yeah. that'd be fun just to go out there and just yeah. be outside and forget everything. Granted, we weren't that far away from Ellicottville. We weren't far away from Salamanca. So if we needed something, we can go. And we did. Witnessed a, a mugging. So that was fun. It, the guy got jumped. That's a mugging. <laughs> sure. Yeah, probably. It was probably gang-related. Yeah. And is, is there, like, a huge gang presence in Salamanca? I, I so. almost made a really, really bad yeah, joke, do but it. I'm not doing it. Do it. I'm not doing the it. Poke would not be happy. No. Um. So we went to this because I had extremely bad acid reflux or some sort of thing going on. So we went to a convenience store, and there was cops and everything there. We're like, nice, nailed it. Yes. It's a really good spot that we decided to say it. All we knew was that some dude got jumped outside of the gas station that luckily had Tums to get you through the night because you were you had the hiccups, That's and it bad. was just too much. That was bad. But it gave me the opportunity to get some ice cream at midnight, so I was happy. I was like the main character Dude, in heavyweights. I gained five pounds that weekend. Dude, it was so I much fun. I came food. back and I stepped on the scale. I'm like, whoa, <laughs> easy there. Yeah, Colleen asked me, so she meal preps, and she's like, what do you want for lunch? I'm like, grilled chicken, collard greens, brown rice, bell peppers, and nothing. Like, Literally no seasoning, no dressing. Give me the most raw version of food and veggies mm-hmm. that you can put in a container. And then she just thought I was weird, and I feel great now. But I needed a straight detox. Yeah, it was nothing but me. Do we didn't even have like? Luckily, we had condiments, but we we had like no sides. 
The only yeah. the only side we had was more meat. Yeah. It was Texas Day Brazil for the entire weekend. And like my thing was, let's bring something healthy. I was gonna bring salad. Nope, macaroni salad and potato salad, which are equally as unhealthy and as they, meat is. Yeah, and that only lasted one meal. Yeah. And then we followed it up with forty pizza logs and mozzarella sticks each, because we had a case of each. So normally when people eat like a daily meal. You have breaks in the middle. <laughs> no, man. Not us. <laughs> not this weekend. The only break that we had was me sweating everything out when we climbed that hill. Yeah. But that was it. There was food all the time. Yeah. We were bringing stuff out for people to eat so we didn't have to take stuff home. I was like, please eat these chips. I'm not bringing them home. I still have a ton of cheese upstairs. What am I going to do with all this stuff? Just have a fire. Well, yeah. But we only have like four weeks of summer left. I know. That's why I'm wearing this tropical shirt, trying to bring out the sun. Because I saw this post today. It said four weeks until leaves start turning, eight weeks until you could potentially start seeing snow, and like 12 weeks until Christmas or something stupid like that. <laughs> like, that just made me so depressed. Well, hopefully global warming kicks in and we have like no snow this year. There you go. I hope so, you know. It'll help our golf game. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I went to the driving range yesterday during lunch. That was fun. How'd you do? Good. I shanked every single one of them. Sick. No, it, it was good. I just want to get out more, dude. We got to get out more. Once we pod full time, we'll be out every day. <laughs> in 12 years? Yeah, it's fine. Yeah. You know how good our game will be in 12 years? Probably similar to what it is now. Probably. We'll kill it. But yeah, so that was our extremely fun weekend uh, camping outside of Allegheny. And highly recommend anybody go there because it was a good time. Yep. Then, then we went to Hollerhorn. Which is literally the same terrain. It was stunning. Hung out with Carl. I didn't know how stunning that area of the Finger Lakes was. You think of the Finger Lakes being obviously lakes, but the area that we were was so hilly and like countryside y that it didn't seem like a, a touristy Finger Lakes region. It seemed like a really desolate town of Naples, which it is. It yep. was it was beautiful. It's amazing. Like there's people know each other for the road they live on, because there's not that many. Mm, true. And then, like, the family farms that they run, it's perfect. It's a sanctuary. Mm-hmm. And everybody there is super nice, and they're really smart. They work really well with their hands. Like, they just, they figure it out. Yeah. Carl did everything. Literally. Literally. Yeah. It was sick. Yeah. <clears throat> so, listen to the interview. Uh, it's going to, it went live on Friday, so check it out. Uh, Carl was a great guy. He gave a ton of information, specifically around that American single malt like we talked about. And also the area itself and the distillery that he owns is breathtaking. And there is not a lot around there. So they thrive and love when people from outside of Naples come there because you obviously get your locals, but it's a they want to make that a tourist attraction, which it is. It has such a cool and calming feel inside. You feel like you've lived there. It was awesome. Yeah. They opened summer of 2018. Hmm. Yeah, it's pretty short. They've done a lot of work Yeah, since summer 2018. That's insane. Yeah. Because the inside of that place is stunning. Yeah, which makes sense why they still don't have a whiskey. Yeah. They want to age it for a little bit. So Yeah. Um, so we got this, and in a little bit we'll be doing the rating. So yesterday we also did another interview with Angelo Marinelli. Not Italian. It was a good time, wasn't it? Yeah, it was amazing. Uh, he goes by the name Idlo. If anybody knows uh, of him, he's a singer, songwriter, producer uh, in the Buffalo area, traveled to Los Angeles, and now is back in Buffalo trying to revitalize the Buffalo music scene. 
basically, uh, and th- that one will be airing in the beginning of September because we just have so many interviews going on right now. Um, he's just a, he's an awesome guy. He's so down to earth, very humble, and just wants to provide upcoming musical artists or anybody that needs a space to record a spot that he was never given when he was starting because of just like the availability of resources. So he's doing a great job. And if, if you're excited for that or know somebody in the music industry that wants to record, hit that subscribe button. And as soon as that goes live, I believe it will be on September 11th. As soon as that goes live, tune in because it's a great interview where we talk a ton about motivation and how to get from point A to point B when you don't feel like you have enough resources, but you just make it work. Yeah. It was sick. You were getting juiced that whole interview. Way too juiced. Yeah. Way too juiced. Because I didn't even want to talk about what he did anymore. Yeah. I was like, music is sweet, but we got to hammer this right now. And then, and he's the kind of guy where if you start on a topic, you can just go right down the rabbit hole. Yeah. And before you know it, it's like Thursday, and you link up on Monday. Mm-hmm. But he's, yeah, I mean, you just don't want to leave. You just yeah. want to hang out with him and then just create. It's sweet. Yeah, so that's sick. So more collaboration between the, the our, our podcast and him in the future. Yeah. So stay tuned to what that means because there, there's some exciting stuff in the works. Per usual. Absolutely. So no cocktail section because this is such a new thing. It's its own. We, I mean, we should at least touch on it. So yeah. essentially um, the, T, the TBB, because they changed their name, right? Who? The, the feds. Oh, yeah. That regulate yeah, all of It's like TBB or whatever. They keep changing their name. But anyways, this is considered like other because it's it's literally a specialty. It's it's one of one. No one really does this yet. They're trying to figure this out. It's alcohol from maple syrup, and it's 84 proof. 80 proof. It's 80 proof. This is 80, yep. So I, I love this. Yeah. So it's not <clears> – <throat> It's not an overbearing amount of maple syrup, but it's still got, like, some bit of a burn that you're used to with whiskey. Yeah. So it's a nice kind of mix. Um, I'm all about it. Do you so, want to jump into the ratings now and just talk about it? We should, but, yeah. yeah. So essentially the reason why there's no cocktail section is because this product is designed to be consumed neat. And, it, I mean, you can make some fun cocktails with it, but at the same time it's – it's so new and it's so fresh that we're just trying to pay homage to the work put into it so that, I mean, this is literally tap from trees in Naples. Yeah. So we're in trying Carl's to, backyard. yeah. So we're trying to just maintain that, that homage yeah. to pay tribute to it. So yeah, let's, let's just jump into the, yeah. The another review. thing too is, is we talked about already a lot of distilleries in order to get product out there. Nice. Cleo, she wants to say something and she's going to keep barking too. But uh, in order to start making product and making a profit when you're a new distillery, you have to create something in the meantime to sell. Most distilleries go to vodka, and he openly said, vodka is not my thing. I don't want to do vodka. I don't want to be in another distillery. So let's make something completely different and start selling that. So that's where this thought process came from to make this. Yeah. Uh, let me check on Cleo quick. Checking on Cleo. There he goes, checking on Cleo. Cleo. So while Derek is gone, uh, we can give a quick shout-out to First Warrior. Hopefully you can see my hat. But First Warrior is a company that does a lot of work for LEOs, uh, first responders, military, and then 
like Patriots per se. That's kind of like their their clientele. So I picked up this hat from them. Uh, I got fifteen percent off with a coupon because it was my first purchase, and then they sent me another one uh, in the box for this hat. So I'm pumped. But they have a bunch of like seventeen seventy six um style hats they have like don't tread on me hats they have american flag hats they have thin blue line um so if you're if you're into that uh definitely check out first warrior and pick up a hat is this a sponsor section or first sponsor section i i mean they're definitely not a sponsor but <laughs> i know people are going to ask about the hat so yeah. i might as well just give them like something because there's going to be a comment hey oh hey that hat what do you know about it <laughs> so i'll just skip it all right so did we talk about everything that we wanted to? Yeah. So he didn't want vodka. He wanted to make something new. Yes. He decided we might as well make this. And we'll talk about it in the initial taste. But this is not a maple syrup at all. No. So It's this, literally whiskey. Yeah. So you wouldn't put this in a cocktail that calls for maple syrup. This is not a maple syrup substitute. This is basically distilled spirits that have a maple taste to it that is finished in an oak barrel similar to whiskey. So the back here says, the fleeting moments define spring's arrival. For me, that first trickle of sap hitting the buckets, clear, crisp skies, and towing my girls by sled through sugar bush, uh, sugar bush, there we go, are among some of the best. Um, songbirds, cool breezes, and old tree drawings, new shadows remind me to be still and behold. These magical moments move and change shape as rapidly as steam rolls off the evaporator. This spirit is inspired by those moments. Sapling is a spirit made from 100% Finger Lakes maple syrup, yeast, and water. This expression has full flavor, depth, and noteworthy complexity. So I believe this one. Sapling is the oldest aged? Yes. They have sapling, they have seedling, and they have... Um, what's that other one that they have? Do you want to look it up? Do you have your phone with you? I don't, know if it's, I don't even know it, if it's on their it's website. On, it's on their website. They have... Three different iterations of this, I believe. One of them is just straight um, without being aged. There is one that is aged, I believe, six months, and one that is aged, I believe, eight to nine months in uh, used bourbon barrels. So you're getting that same bourbon flavor with an ending note of maple, and there's no wheat in here at all. There, there's no grains in here. Silver at all. leaf. Silver leaf, that's what it is. Yep. So you have these three different products that they offer that are available right now for sale. And they also do a brandy, a gin, and some other stuff too, but no vodka. I so for everybody listening, Hollerhorn has beer, whiskey, scotch, cigars, cider, wine, water, a full menu. These, this whole line of these unique spirits, and then he's also working on the American single malt. So it, they literally have something for everybody. They also have live music, and they have a space that you can walk in and just totally feel at home. Yeah. And you're bringing that up right now because it's all related to label branding. Yes. Like, this is who they are, yes. which is sweet. Uh, another thing to point out, to one, the, the top of the cork, I don't know if you can see it right now, has a horn on it. Which is friggin' sweet. So listen to the interview to figure out why they call themselves Hollerhorn. Um, and then also, too, all of their designs, I believe, were drawn by his wife. They are. So if you go into the distillery as well, there is this huge mural, beautiful mural, that she drew with pencil. Graphite. Like, come on. Graphite, yeah, yeah. Which so is just what, like the inside of like, pencils. What are you doing? Right. Like, that is so awesome. They both went to art school. They both <clears throat> were teachers. And then... 
I mean, they're, it's just insane. Yeah. Their artistic ability is through the roof. Yeah. So for me, with everything considered, with the drawings being hand-drawn, basically, with the top of this, with the name of Hollerhorn, with their history, everything, dude, you, you got to give this an A++++. Plus, 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 plus. I agree, I agree, I agree. I'm going to write it. down. All right. A++++. Plus, 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 plus. So nose. What are you getting on the nose for this? Again, this is not whiskey. So everybody who thinks this is a whiskey rating, it's not. It's a maple distillate. Yeah, it's not. It's you, not. You're wrong. But it has. It was made in uh, oak barrels. So. Yeah. So we have label branding. A plus 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 nose. So nose, you're getting butterscotch for sure. Yeah. A little vanilla, and kind of like a candy corn. I feel. I'm not getting any maple on the nose. No, I'm not. Which is what I like about this. Because you would think that it being a maple distillate, it would be overbearing. But it's not. Yeah, so honey not. and then butterscotch. Honey, butterscotch. And for the rating, I'm going to go A++ as well. I like it. Um, initial taste. This is where you get a little bit of it, but not much. Mm-hmm. The initial taste you're still getting, at first, a blast of vanilla. And it's it's a smooth, yet still slightly overpowering vanilla. Mm-hmm. But it's good. Yeah. And then you get the butterscotch at the end of the initial taste. Mm-hmm. And it flirts with the beginning of the ending note. Yeah. So initial taste, I would give this an A++. Yep. You get a little bit of a burn. Um, it's a very, very high hug. Mm-hmm. But Yeah, it, it kind of stays in your mouth. It doesn't even go to your throat. Not at all. all. Yeah. The highest hug. And then it, it kind of trickles and pops down your throat. And it's just... It's so unique. I mean, it's not yeah. like anything else. So, and it's not super oily either, as you can tell. Yeah. So for the ending note, though, I'm picking up. That's where your maple's coming in. But again, it's not an overbearing maple. The The maple portion of this is diluted, I feel like, in a good way. Because I don't know if I would... Like, can you imagine if this was similar to a screwball, where it was a like a liquid, thick... Right. Maple. Right. I, I don't want that. No. This is, it starts off the ending note with that butterscotch vanilla mix. Mm-hmm. It goes down with a maple and kind of like a honey because it does get more, I don't want to say thick, but it gets more prevalent in the back end that you're drinking something that's maple. Yeah. It gives you that satisfaction of having a maple-like drink. I'm going to move, I'm going to move honey from initial taste to the ending note, because mm-hmm. that makes way more sense. And then you have the vanilla with the butterscotch up front. Absolutely. It's just really, really this good. This kind of has, like, if you think, and this is going to sound interesting, but if you think of mixing bourbon and tequila and then adding a little bit of maple, that's kind of what this tastes like mm-hmm. to me. 
it's this crossbreed between the two that nobody ever knew existed or never knew that they wanted, but everybody wants it. Yeah. What what else on the ending note are you picking up other than honey? Maple. I was getting it more in the initial taste for maple, but then having it... Because, like I said, it's right in between, so we'll just put it on any note because that's fine. It's not... It doesn't and, take and away from kind of like anything. cane sugar, too, yeah. on the end of it. Which is probably from the it's used oak barrels with the wood sugars. That, plus, it's maple syrup. Yeah, so you're going to have natural sugars yeah. in that. So we'll put sugar. Um, ending note rating, I'm going to go A++ as well. Mm-hmm. A++. And then for the final rating... I agree, I agree, I agree. I agree, I agree, I agree. <laughs> we have... I'm obsessed with that. That's also going to be too. a t-shirt. Final rating. I could drink this all day. Yeah, and it's not even... It has to be a certain temperature. i got to be in a certain mood. Like, no, this is a really good everyday drinker. That's a really good point. Because bourbon you associate with cold temperatures. Yeah. This you can destroy like tequila, where it's a all-season, any time of day... Not any time of day. We're not alcoholics here. But any type of day. It's 5 o'clock summer. Yeah, Yeah. absolutely. And especially if this is made in in a really nice cocktail... It's dangerous. Yeah. Very, very dangerous. Final rating. Give me that countdown. Three, two, one. 94. 94. Look yeah, at that. No doubt. I love it when you and I are the same. Wow. Well then. So this is episode 46. Mm-mm. 47? Yep. We're getting old. <laughs> <laughs> Just marking it so we have it. Yeah. But yeah, so that is the rating for Hollerhorn's Maple Distillate called Sapling. You can buy it on their so website. Good. So go to their website, go to hollerhorndistilling.com. And, and they have curbside pickup. Yeah, which is sick. Yeah. Um, but again, don't sleep on this place, please. We, going there, and especially driving out to somewhere that we do outside of the Buffalo area, you need to make it be worth it. Or you and I... We try to find reasons to make it worth it, worth the drive, and we try to showcase them. Mm-hmm. This we didn't have to try. No, not as at all. soon as you and I got there, our jaws dropped. Plus, we didn't know what to expect because we're not familiar with Naples at all. Yeah. So going out there, there was there was really no expectations at all. Where, you know, with with Buffalo, once we get the address of a location. We're like, oh, it's in this area of the towns or the city, so we understand like kind of what's going on around it. So we're you can kind of paint somewhat of a picture subconsciously of like what you envision something would look like, and then you go there, and then you get the full experience, and you're like, wow, they did a really good job because this building used to be such and such. Right. Whereas with Naples, it's like, okay, there's a lake, there's a lot of hills, and there's a lot of corn. Mm-hmm. So uh, like, what are we gonna do? Right. Like, are they? Are they like the wineries out there where they got the picturesque views or is it totally tucked away? How big is this facility? What does their operation look like? And then going there, it was just this all-encompassing, just incredible spot, really, where they manipulated the landscape in their favor. They have a lot of things going on. And then they're bringing so many outside aspects from Europe and from Scotland into what they do that it just – I mean, they're – literally unique they're one of one and it's amazing to see so yeah if you're ever in the wine wine trail down there and then you want to swing over and grab a bottle or at least check these 
this I mean they have so much to offer mm-hmm. even just go there for food because they literally have a line of chefs including his wife yeah um, you you go to these places thinking that you're gonna get bar food one of their best sellers is crab cakes who makes good crab cakes in the area? Yeah, they have crab cakes, and they have a mushroom soup dish yeah, that's, like, not soup. It, I mean, it's just, like, not – none of it makes sense. It's just incredible what they do. So check them out. Yeah. Go on their website to see if you can get some of this stuff. And if you're into scotch and, and you like scotch and you want something that's similar to it, also keep them in mind. Go follow them on social media because their American single malt is the closest thing you'll get to scotch, I promise. Yeah. He's literally bringing Pete – Moss from Scotland to dry out the barley to make it as close to scotch as possible. There's no way that this doesn't taste exactly like scotch. I'm so excited for this. And I'm Carl, thank you again. If you're listening to this, thank you so much again for letting us come out and pick your brain, your wealth of knowledge, and we'll definitely be back. No doubt. No doubt, bro. No doubt. So this is episode 47. Yeah. We got 48, 49, and then the magical 50. Absolutely. There's a lot that's going to happen for our viewers, so we're stoked for that. Mm-hmm. Uh, make sure you follow us on Instagram, YouTube, Apple Podcast, Spotify, Facebook, Instagram, if I didn't say that already. Yeah. And leave a review, too, on iTunes or Apple Podcasts or something like that because yes. reviews help us a lot. And also, as you're traveling the Buffalo area, we got these made, which are – I'll put it up to this camera. They are stickers that say um, – we were on the Buffalo Happy Hour podcast. They were made by Tom Cavanaugh Design, Design and Sarcasm on Instagram. If you see one of these in a place, take a picture of it and let us know that it's being hung up. And check out the interview because we're giving these to all the places that you and I have gone personally to interview. So it's really special. We wanted to get this made specifically for that reason so they can hang it up as like a, a, a pride thing and then drive more traffic that way. So if you see something... Take a picture of it, send it to us. We would love to we would love to see it. It's a sticker. Yeah, it's a sticker. So be on the lookout for our branded sticker inside of locations that we've had on the show. Mm-hmm. So appreciate all of you. One love. And this has been episode forty seven, dude. Forty seven, dude. This is going by so quick. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Let's keep going. Cool. We're out. Save big on brunch for mom. All in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.